What is going on, people? It's the Fly Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Martin Novak. For this episode, I have Sonar Akar on, and Sonar's the guy behind Quad Me Motors, which are some mid-range kind of motors, 2407, 18650, um, and they're actually a redesign of the EFA motors that uh, were around, I think, about a year, year and a half, two years ago. I don't even know with FPV these days. But he's the guy behind that. He sent me a set of these motors a while ago to try out and fly in the Colorado mountains, and I've been loving them, been flying them on 5S. And uh, so the relationship is thanks to him, and uh, I've been loving his products, so I decided to bring him on the show, and we talk about starting the company, what he sees in FPV, um, his kind of journey through FPV, because he you know, has these motors that are great for mountain flying, and he's based out of Florida, so it's kind of ironic. Uh, but he's got an interesting vision, and we talk about that a lot. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you guys next week. We'll start here, but why don't you tell the world who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Uh, sure. My name's Sonar Eckhart. I'm actually so I'm out of Jacksonville now. Uh, I originally grew up in uh, Germany, so made that move over here to the U.S., but uh, currently my day job is uh, I, I'm a uh, solutions analyst for a construction company, uh, more on the IT side, project management, those kind of things, and uh, and then on the side, you know, Quad.me, uh, something I started back uh, mid-last year, and that's, 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 Right now, it's one of those side hustles, but it's it's starting to pick up more and more, and it's it's pretty exciting stuff, especially as as the community grows and uh, we get more and more products. Um, but and then on besides that, we it's it's always the trying to be more creative with our the video outlets, like trying to make videos, right? And then that's 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 another side project I think I want to work on here in the next couple of months is just creating a little mini series and just really doing a good job on the editing part of it. Yeah, get enough side hustles going that it just becomes the hustle. I, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things where like I always have to have something, at least two or three things going on at one time. I uh, for me, it's it's just having to stay busy. Uh, I do also uh, on the side. I actually I'm a on a board director of a, a nonprofit here, and the it's it's all volunteer, uh, and I put about 400 hours a year into that as well. So quite a bit. Um, and then uh, we're actually, my wife and I, we're opening up a, another business coming up soon here as well in the next couple of months. Damn. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always staying busy for sure, yeah. That's crazy. But, uh, how old were you when you moved here from Germany? Uh, first time 12, went back, came back 14. So nice. 14 was the most recent. You uh, you still got a bunch of family over there and whatnot? Oh, yeah. My whole family's over there. It's it's you know it's, it's one of those things where I can't just drive to visit them, so it sucks. Uh, but... It's, it's, it's okay. We were just there. Uh, we actually went there right before Oktoberfest, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but overall, we still, I mean, it's, it's still a good time. It's, it's always good to see family. It just sucks that they're so far away. Do you have any family over here? Is it just you on a solo mission? Pretty much. At this point, it's just a solo mission. Yeah. So most of uh, my, uh, my stepdad's side of family, he's American. Yeah. Uh, that's why we came here. And, uh, uh... and Right. So his family is all still here, but I don't really keep in contact with them. Yeah. But, Definitely. And so how many times have you been back since you started flying? Because there's always like the look back oh, through travel history and like wish places you had a quad back then. So for for work, I traveled a lot. I, for a while there, I was on the road every other week, which I had my quads with me everywhere. I went up to Maine, had my quads with me, which was beautiful up there. 
uh, I went to Louisiana and have my quads with me. So it's so within the last year, I always had them with me. But when I went to Germany, no, I'm, it's, I get scared. They're gonna take it away from me. And to take it away in like I don't know Turkey, like yeah. there's no way I'm getting it back. Yeah, you're not just gonna uh, be like, yeah, just you know, three days to my house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just exactly. This is like. I mean, what are you gonna do? You gonna argue with them at the airport? No, they're just gonna take it from you. And that's that. Uh, so I'm always leery. Even I even have a Mavic. I didn't even want to bring the Mavic with me because I didn't want them to take it. Yeah, I would be more sketched about the Mavic almost because I feel like at least with the uh, FPV quads, you have like the slight chance the person will think it's cool. Right. You know? <laughs> so what's it's fun is it's when you when you fly with FPV quads like like these racers here. Uh, the the airport security is always like they always act like they know what it is, but they don't, they don't really know what it is. Yeah. So, where the Mavic, you know, they see that part all the time. But uh, when they open up a suitcase and there's 18 batteries in there with a bunch of XC60s laying around everywhere, you know, they just you just you tell they don't know what it really is. Oh, totally. The last time I traveled, I got a guy that just you know swabbed every battery. Like sometimes I get chill people that just like swipe <laughs> once through the whole battery <laughs> bag and just call it good there. And then I had a guy that pulled out each lipo and i had a guy one time be like do you have a lot of lipos and i like hadn't brought you know i only brought a small fraction of my stash at home so i was thinking about it like not really i was like no i only have like 14 and he was like that is well above the average passenger <laughs> sir <Yeah. laughs> i was like oh yeah that's quite a bit yeah I, especially especially when they're like uh they're like 1300s not like 250s or 300s right so yeah we, yeah, my buddies but, and I have been thinking of, like, the best, like, like FPV challenges or pranks or something, uh, checking your LiPo voltage on an airplane with like a battery, much? like, a battery checker just sitting there in your seat oh. pulling out LiPos, checking your, <laughs> checking your <laughs> batteries with that beeper going off. <laughs> I, I was reading recently on one of the communities, uh, people were saying, oh, yeah, I don't even, I don't even discharge my battery because I want to fly as soon as I get there. I'm like, oh, come on, that's, that's a little leery. That scares me a little bit, but. Yeah, um, um, especially since you got to, like, live with that forever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If I, yeah. Okay, I mean, like, allegedly, if I was flying from, like, Colorado to Kansas, I might risk it. But if I was going international, <laughs> I was about to be eight hours on a plane, definitely right. not. Yeah. I just, it's just exactly that one time something happens, you know, it's just, if I follow procedures, I, I, I wouldn't feel bad about that, so. Yeah, and don't bring your sketch would, batteries but... either. We all know what, which ones those are. Oh right, right, right. So those those original ones that we when we first started flying, yeah, uh, or like the like one you pop. browned out and like had to jump start back <laughs> on nickel cadmium. Yeah, that, that those were my uh, my first initial uh, Amazon batteries. Uh, the first couple ones I bought off Amazon, yeah, there's no way they, they would last now, but no, there's just three cells dead and one's just waiting rupture. It. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fast forward to FPV life. How did mm-hmm. you, you know, the proverbial, how'd you get into FPV? What's your story? Uh, so this is uh, the, how did I get into FPV? I actually, I got a DJI Phantom, the Phantom 3, when that was big. Uh, that was, oh, this is super cool. I can explore whatever else. And then I started watching, I think that's when I saw DRL, uh, one of those other ones. And I started seeing these racing ones. And Got them with the one-two punch, like, the Phantom DRL combo. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, then I started off with going to just browsing online and like, oh, I want to find myself a racing drone. You know, of course, that's the worst term you can use when now you're searching for a drone because everything's called a racing drone. Yeah. Um, but I ended up with a company that was out of uh, China called Aris, A-R-R-I-S. It was, uh, they were 
they're bigger, I guess, on like Amazon and those kind of things. And bought one of those, and within three flights, that the whole thing was completely smashed and broken in pieces. And this was uh, how long ago? Like two, three years? <laughs> this is two years, about two, two over two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, the and then from the Aris, it just slowly progressed into trying different frames out, trying different motors out. Uh, I did take a little bit of a break. Uh, work was for a while there, like when I was traveling every other week. Um, it was just, it was too much to always fly all the time. Um, but now recently I just, I've been trying really hard as far as like every other week and just, I mean, every other day, just try to get out there and fly a little bit. And, uh, but that progression to get there, it was, it, there's definitely a struggle because you, you know, one, like one week you'll fly a lot. Next week you won't fly at all. And then next month you maybe won't fly at all. And then you go back to it and just. Yeah. You do horrible. You feel like you do horrible, right? So that, that progression of getting there and just sticking with it. So that that's that's my goal now, just to stick with it and just to keep flying, like just so I can like, get that juicy flips like you do, right? So, yeah, you just get the <laughs> the, the, the flow state juice. Yeah, I, it's right. interesting. I think I mean you. Everybody like I think whatever stage of progress you're in, you go through ebbs and flows of like how yeah, much you want to do it, how much you're breaking stuff. Um, and I also find that like for me personally, I can like overdo it. Like if I like sometimes I'll be like, okay, it's been bad weather for three weeks. I got a week of good weather. I got to hit it super hard. And by like day five, I'm not like flying like as well as I could be because I'm kind right. of, yeah. you know, not like fiending for it as much. Uh, but then again, like if I step off of it for a while, then it's like the longer I've been on it, the more packs I need at that session to like, you know, like a week is a pack basically. So if I haven't flown for a month, I need like four packs to really like get back to right exactly where I was. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's you're, you're right. If you do fly too much, it's you get that that stale like I don't know what I need to do next. Yeah. Um, where if you spread it out, right, you just take a little bit of a break and then you try something new and absolutely. And yeah, I guess it tr- kind of makes you think about it too more. Like if, if you're stuck inside with the snow, then you're kind of thinking about FPV a lot. You're like, I should try that next time. Whereas if you're <laughs> but, flying all so, the time, you're like, oh, I got to fix that quad before tomorrow. I got to charge up. You guys still have snow there now, right, to fly? Or you still fly, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, what I'm feeling kind of vibes. But right now, it snowed for, like, three days straight, and it is, I don't know, it's, like, 10 degrees outside or something. So I didn't fly at all this weekend. I'll go out um, in the snow or whatever cold it is if, like, the lighting conditions or, like, the cloud conditions or something are super proper. But if it's just, like, a basic blown-out blue sky day, then uh, I probably won't go up there. Right. Especially because yeah. it's in that weather, to me, it's like, all right, I'm not going to, you can't really do sessions, so I'm not going to go fly to park. It's going to be like a one to three packs, probably sit in the car in between packs. And then if I'm flying in that kind of terrain, it's like all or nothing. Like I could lose my seven forever, you know? No, no I totally get, actually, funny you say that. I just went out today and got the white black. Yeah. Uh, that, that special one that they got out. Um, it's. That they released uh, that Michael Jackson documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, it just makes sense in FPV world. It's, it's just like I'm not going to lose a white GoPro versus a black one, right? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point actually. Because like I used to put when I had a setup that I would eject GoPros, I wrapped it in orange electrical tape. That's because I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. And I even had like a little foxtail on it that I would wrap around it. So if the thing ejected, it would like leave like a little three foot ribbon trail behind it. But that's that's, that's actually awesome. Yeah. Um, that was like yeah, back in Hero four, or yeah, four silver days. Now I rock like a fully enclosed TPU mount. So if it's gone, I got way bigger issues. 
I uh, most of mine are full TPU except my squirt. I use that squirt and uh That's okay that, though. I feel like your chance for, you know, like trajectory ejections in that thing is probably not right. as crazy. Right, right, cuz you're not you're not going crazy. Uh no, it's that's definitely an improvement. I mean, I the Hero 7 like the black is just I think it's changed on like how creative I want to be with my videos and how smooth I want to be. Yeah, it has a hyper smooth, right? But it's just what it does, it just makes me want to make more of a, like a creative aspect to those videos because of that. Um, but, and like you can definitely tell with like yours, your videos and um, Air Blasters and all those other ones, right? You just tell just, like, they don't take it just because it's, it's not good video just because it's smooth. They take that smoothness and then just like add on top of that to make yeah, it Yeah, and you kind of need cinematic. all those little teeny pieces, right? It's like you can tell when right. someone's missing a, one or a few or something like that. But it's really interesting you bring that up because I didn't care nearly as much about camera settings until I got a 7. Because mm-hmm. I had a session and then I had a 6. And the 6, I guess I should have cared more. But then the 7, I was like, okay, so here's what's possible with this thing. Because for the first time, I saw the footage and I was like, wow, that actually kind of looks like the GoPro like promo video. Because like right. every GoPro exactly. before that, I would watch the GoPro promo video. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. And I'd watch my footage. I would be like, that is not even half of what I saw. Right. And the 7 yeah. was the first one where I was like, oh, okay, I should really start caring about this stuff. And it's really only like a 5% more effort in FPV. It really is. Uh, so the other thing is uh, before this, I had the session five. Session five is great. Great. You know, it's small. Yeah. I never, never, the only time I actually broke it was, and that's the only reason I got the, the seven is because I went to a road rampage and I did one of these dives from like 200 feet up. And of course went face first and Please I a good completely story. smashed it. <laughs> so I, uh, it was actually, I think it might've actually been one of those Armaton challenges or whatever it was with, uh, uh, was thingy and uh, yeah, I came back. It was completely smashed out, and then I got the seven, and I noticed you can set exposure comp. Uh, you can set um, so like what I never really pay attention to is when you are flying with the session five, and you're flying at ground level, and you look up at the sky, and then there's that transition, right? Yeah, that exposure transition, and yeah. then going back and forth and back and forth, and, and something I never messed with when I had the session five. Now that I have the session seven, it's Two taps, I'm done. It's it's locked. It's just there's so many things about the session. I mean that the Hero Seven that I like so much more than Session Five. Yeah, I mean I everybody when it first came out griped about the weight, but like for my setups, it's not really a huge percentage no. for you know like what I'm throwing on there. And for the kind of flying I like to do and like traveling or like going up to the mountains, I can't stand not having interchangeable batteries on a GoPro. Right. Like, I need to be able to bring, like, three of them with me and just be, no, I can fly all day versus be like, did someone bring a USB adapter? I need to right. charge up my bank, you know? No, that's, that's a good point as well. Yeah, interchangeable batteries. Got an Amazon, bought that, like, $26 pack where it's, like, three batteries and the charger and all that. Yeah. It was great. Straight setup. Such a good setup. Uh, but with, when it comes to GoPro settings, now that you fly in the snow, do you notice it's, like, everything's just overexposed or... Yeah, I mean, so, like, I I don't have NDs high enough for the snow. I, the highest I have is a 16. And mm-hmm. so I can't really run all my fixed settings that I like to go with, like, when I fly at dusk and stuff like that. Um, so I'll just bump up the shutter speed to compensate. 
Like right. before I had a set of ND filters, I flew in like El Paso desert at like noon at 120 frames and everything else on auto. And it looked totally passable. You know, you're not going to get great like motion blur and all this stuff, but in terms of like a color grade and exposure, it was good. So right. if it's in the snow, I'll usually strap on a 16 and then let the shutter go auto. So when you say 16, which ones do you use? Like, so I started using the, uh, the ethics, the ND4. And I guess technically you can stack those to get ND8 and ND16, right? Yeah, yeah. The problem is, okay, so are the ethics ones you stick on there? Right. You yeah, can't so, change them out. Right. So you have that problem. You have the problem that you just added an adhesive between what you're shooting and your camera sensor. So that's another like thing to think about. And every ND you add on, you're adding that layer again. I I tried. I tried a couple of different ND filters and off of uh, that I bought for the 7. The problem is that the ones I have, a minor crash, I would just shatter it. Um, the ones that go over the, the front like a cover. Mm-hmm. And is, that, is that what you use? Yeah, I use the Telson ones. They're like 22 bucks a three-pack. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. And I shatter them too. Uh, and it's you can't you, – I've found them on like Alibaba or whatever. But you can't buy individual ones. It's always a three-pack. So I have like a metric shit ton of ND4s lying around and like no right. 16s and 8s, you know? Right, exactly. Because the three pack comes in what's a four eight sixteen. Yeah, and I yeah. would totally go with like the Polar Pros and just save them for right. like the you know real study long lines where it's either it's coming back or the whole quad's kind of gone stuff. Um, but in terms of like like once you start using NDs, it's it's hard to take them off because it does like add this certain thing. And right. uh, once you start shattering them, you know you're like you're like well I can't live without it now. I gotta <laughs> you know get another right. one, get another one, get another one. There, there is this, you know, so yes, we, I like at Quad we carry parts, right? I have to say that I favor some of the parts only because I know I'm going to use those parts as well. Yeah. Like the ND4 filters. Yeah. So we just got those in and uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I have to have, I have to have filters. Like right now I don't have a filter on this new camera, but it just, it's night and day when it comes to the quality of the video and, and, uh, um, using LUTs and like any kind of color grading or anything like that. It's just, it's so much better when you do an ND filter on there. Yeah. And I think like, uh, like Johnny was like on it way before any of us, like two Mm -hmm. years ago, I think he was like ending out and like not to underplay his tuning or anything, but like two years ago, you could not get a quad to fly as well as he, his did in those videos. And he was, you know, like nobody had really talked about ND filters yet. Um, and I, I bet that kid was just on like pro photography forums and stuff being like, how do I make this look better? It's crazy. He, you're 100% right. He was way ahead of the time when it came to making that cinematic FPV footage. Like that was like, when I watched that stuff, that's what inspired me to finally move over to move away from racing. And then moving more into like that freestyle cinematic stuff, and um... <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna take care of this cat real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for it, man. No worries. Um, 
something I wanted to mention too is like you were saying we were both saying that it like it changes the look or adds something to look. And something I get a lot of questions about is people being like, you know, like ND, like hiding oscillations and stuff like that. And I think it does help with that to like a slight degree. But more what it is, it's like when you have a properly tuned quad, adding that ND is just like the, you know, I got so, the whatever package of the Porsche, the extra little one. Right. And it's, it's, so do you do the same thing where it's like uh, you double the shutter speed to um, frames per second, like 60 to 120? Unless it's snowing and I can't get away with right. it in that brightness then yeah 100 percent. and for me it's always 30 uh, 160th like that's right. all like all my park flying or like that mountain clip i posted that wasn't stabilized recently is all in that frame rate what would you what frame was that in uh 4k 30 frames a second at 160 really yeah it was really smooth for 30 actually that was really good it's interesting because I used to be on the other spectrum. Like I was all about 60, 120, and then like over time I've just like faded into 30. And I've tried 24. That's a bit low, but mm-hmm. 30 seems to be good. And it seems like uh, YouTube and whatnot takes 30 better. You're, no, yeah, I think you're right. I, I recently went to an event. It was uh, – my, my big thing right now is just going out to a bunch of crazy events and just trying to film those. Uh, the most recent one I did was – it was a – in South Georgia, it was a mud bogging event. Uh, oh, these guys fun. had, oh man, it was it's it's completely out of my realm. But I can totally get why this is so much fun. Uh, this place is called uh, Soggy Bottom, and what they do is they every few months they have an event, and these trucks, these 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 tires are probably ten feet tall, and these trucks are probably you know like fifteen feet tall plus or more. They're like donked monster trucks. They're they're massive, right? Yeah, and uh, they go through these mud pits. Um, and just, they get constantly get stuck, mud's fleeing everywhere. When I was out there, uh, I noticed that filming at 120 frames per second, I was able to capture that mud slinging, right? Yeah, like that's a great example. Yeah, exactly. So um, anything that's like you want to capture that small detail of that, that dirt being flung up or that wave or something like that, I can see that higher frames per second being you no know, ideal. But yeah. you're right. Um, like, other and than I- that. I think you're right too, though, because like for something like that, like let's say like mud's flinging or like for me, let's say I'm chasing something like those paragliders um, mm-hmm. and I know I might be limited on time, not jumping in frame rate will not only, um, you know, like slow things down and let me capture moments more slowly, but I can take 120 frame, cut it in half and make a 15 second clip, 30 seconds right. and kind of like elongate the moment which is you know either good or bad either you're like making up for something you didn't get or you're like actually adding to the feeling of the video absolutely yeah i uh i'm actually uh uh wednesday night i'm actually going out to film a bunch of stunt bikes so i'm curious to see how that's gonna go stunt bikes Uh, like street stunt bikes like crotch rockets and stuff yeah 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 that'll be awesome Uh, i think so i think so uh and the one previously to that was um where would i go before that uh, I did a, a, a skate shop. I had a, like a like a like some crazy event, uh, and just going out and filming the skaters and stuff like that. So, but it's the whole idea is just I'm gonna try to pack in all these different events to learn like what shooting styles there are, what frames per second, you know, what what do I really need to do, and what I need to capture, because I've noticed that every single event is completely different. None yeah, two are the same. Definitely, and you as a pilot uh, are gonna feel a different event, different. Different at different events. If it's like a sport bike event and it's like six dudes and you chilling behind a warehouse, the vibe right. is going to be way different than if you're on like a beach chasing kiteboarders and there's like a hundred people within a hundred yards of you. 
Right, exactly. Know, so many different variables. But that's really cool too. And it just gives you the opportunity. Like FPV, like for me, chasing never gets old. You know, like yeah. I'll, I'll get sick of freestyle, go to the mountains, get sick of the mountains, go back to freestyle. And then like, but like whenever someone's like, hey, do you want to chase my car or anything? It's like, hell yeah. Right. I, you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy to me that like chasing, anything from chasing a person on a skateboard to chasing a Lamborghini to uh, whatever, I don't know, chasing these monster trucks, like all these things I've chased, it's every single time. It's completely different. And I was hoping like at this time, as, like Wednesday will be like, I don't know, I've chased eight different things by that time. I have time, and uh, it's like, I guarantee I'm going to still have a hard time with it. Like, getting close, you know, it's getting right up on them and getting that footage. And the, that, that's why I shoot at 60, so I can slow it down yeah. and you can see the, the tire spin and, and all that stuff. And, and if something the, bad the, happens, you have it, like, frame you, by frame. You, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? I, I'm a bit more excited about the motorcycles because they're all wearing gear anyway. So... What are you going to use? To, are you using your Cinewhoop setup for it, or uh, I think so. I'm going to think I'm probably use a Squirt and then a seven inch. Cause that's all. That's all I have. A seven inch and a Squirt. I, I used to have more, but I find that the seven inch just. I feel like that would be great. Really you know, if you're with people that are chill and not like freaked out by the sounds that thing's going to make from a distance. <laughs> or you close. know what's funny is that that Squirt is way louder than that Dude, seven inch. Well, you got to be in it. You know. Like the seven yeah. inch could be louder if you if you were flying the seven inch at that throttle level of the squirt, True. it would be so loud. True. But the like squirt, it's 70%. like seventy <laughs> percent, uh, so loud. Yeah, that would be sweet. I uh, I have a Cinewa, but I've never used it for any sort of chasing. I always use my five inch. Yeah, and I saw for that. me, it's more it's just like uh, it's. I feel like if you're gonna like you get to do chase stuff, like I can mix the axis the best with uh, mm, my right. five inch and like what I'm used to, you know, like if I need to yaw around something while it's still moving forward and keep it in frame, right. it's easiest for me with the quad that I can like also bash the shit out of in the air. Exactly. Yeah. What I saw, cause I saw that one that you did in the factory. That was pretty cool. That was the Cinewhoop. Yeah. That was, that was the only run I ever did of that. And then I printed off one of the Shendrone's new, uh, the nutmeg, like the, where you cut the three inch props to two inch props mm -hmm. basically. And it's all three oh, printed. Yeah. And uh, I got it all built and done. And then when I was switching my printer to TPU to print the GoPro mount, which was the last thing, my printer shit the bed. So, <laughs> which I, my my printer's sitting up in, uh, on a shelf in my attic as well because uh, it's the Maker Select and it, it did awesome until I tried to upgrade it and I goofed something up and hasn't worked since. Um, but no, yeah. it's, it's you know the Shen drones. It, it it took me a little bit to the score. It took me a little bit to tune, but once I got it tuned, like. I absolutely agree. It, the thing's phenomenal. The things look everything I film with it is super smooth. Yeah, and I think it just has this kind of presence too, where you could be like, you know, doing a promo for like a brewery or something, and you pull this thing out in front of people, and you're like, hey, this is going to be loud, but they look at it and they're like, oh, you know, like it's ducted, like it's just right. You look at a gem fan on a three inch without a duct, and you're like, that's a fucking razor blade. <laughs> right. You see a seven inch with by props. You're like, no, oh, it's, it's going to kill somebody if you hit it. Just mini sushi knives going through the sky. <laughs> no right absolutely um yeah but it's I, I'm, I'm actually i'm just it's one of the things i think i want it like gear towards right so it's i, I tried racing racing is a blast what, what and racing is really where i met all my friends that i have in fpv local friends um because i think that's where everybody starts and well, everybody here anyway and uh then did some freestyling and now we have a great crew uh that we meet every weekend we get together we have an abandoned golf course that we meet up at 
all of us get together. We uh, have a good time. Uh, and then now it's more like leading to that cinematic. I feel like it's these small steps, like every like six months or so, like getting up. and So now it's that, that that's the thing, like getting 107, getting the uh, – getting that cinematic footage and trying to make some, uh, one of those like, do what you love kind of things. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just watch one too many Peter McKinnon videos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, I, I think it is do what you love and I think it is the future. Like I've said it on here before. I think that anything commercial that's going to not be artistic is going to be automated. Like there's algorithms for every autopilot out there aside from capturing shots, especially around moving targets like action sports. And, um, no, and I that's think that's a good point. That's a, like, I think there will be a future for racers and like maybe hopefully for dedicated freestyle pilots, at least a few. But I think, you know, there's definitely the biggest possibility for like cinematic filming with these things. And, but people need to realize that I don't think it's going to be like, you're just going to be like some famous person. It's like, you're going to live it like a photographer, you know, I think that's the similar lifestyle, um, that you're going to have, which is totally chilling. You can make it huge, but it's not going to be like, you know, you're probably not going to be like steel or something like that kind of life. You're going to yeah, be like right. going out to businesses and like trying to meet people and networking. And I think it's important to first remember why you're doing it in the first place, which is because you love FPV. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then work your way into like that passion. It's, it's that term starving artist, like it's, 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 it's an accurate term. Um, but the, uh, that's, that's, we are, uh, my buddy and I, so what's cool is that the community here in Jacksonville is there's about 15 of us that fly all the time and we all like talk to each other like every single weekend. Uh, and we all have this, all these little side projects and these get togethers and stuff like that. And, um, one of my, one of my friends, uh, he was in that recent video that that guy was talking in that soggy bottom video. He's, he's a character. He's, he's, he's an all out kind of guy. And, uh, him and I can work on a little just trying to make some more videos and what that they might not be awesome videos, but what they're going to do is they're really going to try to push us to do better what we're doing right now. So yeah, definitely. It is easy to get complacent too in FPV. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Especially if you fly by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the group down there where you are or up there? Man, it's, there's a lot of people that fly out here now, but my group is like two people. I fly with either Brandy, uh, my girlfriend, or Christian mm -hmm. Nodeva FPV, and he hasn't been flying much. He got super into paragliding, um, but otherwise, That's like I just fly by myself. It's when I do my best flying, um, and I used to fly with people more as like a social gathering because I also enjoy hanging out and flying. But it's just like I make different kinds of footage, basically. Like I can't get that like right. perfect state, or like you know where I'm just like feeling the quad when I'm around people, just because there's too many distractions. But now I go to Tiny Whip headquarters once a week for, like, we had called it an important meeting. And we just order pizza and drink beer and hang out. So that's, like, my drone social time. So now I don't really, you know, like, need it as much when I'm flying. We have, uh, we have a little group here called Rowdy Quads. And really what it is, it's just a bunch of guys with whoops. Uh, with this, this guy has his building. And it, with the way it's, it's three circles, but uh, they're all connected. And you just race around these three circle of buildings. It's it's really cool. Uh, we used to do that actually every Wednesday, but they all kind of went. They all went to CFL uh -huh. um, last weekend, right? So uh, hopefully next Wednesday we'll start picking that up again. And uh, it's there's just constantly there's 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 constant FPV events. We do the there's a local bar. Uh, it's a super cool bar actually. We have uh, it's 
it's an all arcade bar. So it's got, has pinball machines, arcades, all kinds of stuff. And we set up tiny whoop races inside of there as well. And they, they, like, they welcome it. You know, they're, they're super awesome about it. Um, but yeah, this, so it's over here. It's just, I guess, I think, you don't even think like Jacksonville's pretty, it's pretty small, like community city. And, uh, but there's constantly events going on. And I think the, the big thing that we do to create these events all the time is just making sure that we have like persistent events. Like, Hey, every Wednesday we meet here. Every Saturday we meet here. I and think that's just, a key. Definitely. Cause then, you know, if people have lives and shit happens and you got to do stuff and that way you're like, right. Hey, I, I got to miss next Wednesday, but I'll be there next Wednesday. And you know, that's you don't it. lose that enthusiasm for the thing versus where you're it, like, I can't make this Tuesday, but next Friday is a maybe. And the Monday after that. And yeah. And, you know, when you do that, like, people just start showing up more and more and more. When we start doing little gatherings, it was, like, four or five people. Now, like I said, there's, like, 15, 18 people that come freestyle fly with us. And it's 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 a hangout, like, the entire day. Yeah. So it's a blast. Definitely. Uh, and are you guys all on, like, the same level of, like, understanding of, like, safety and air respect? Uh, we are. We are. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I did happen to get a GPS module for the GPS rescue for that guy that plugs in when he shouldn't be plugging in. Uh, uh, yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it does just happen. It it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but what, what's cool is to when you have more people fly with you as well, you're all going to be at different levels. What that means is the person that's at a lower level is going to be pushed by the person that's at a higher level, right? Mm. Um, so it, it's it's fun in that aspect. Or uh, this one person just did Maddie flip, you know, and now everybody's going to try to do a Maddie flip and it's just, you kind of grow together. So it's really cool. Yeah. You definitely do get that like healthy peer pressure too. Mm-hmm. You know, it might cost you some money here and there, but it is FPV. So that's all you got to pay, you know? Right. Right. It's just throw. So have you thought about it. doing the whole, uh, like long range, like as far as going further or how, how far have you flown and. Uh, so my, wow. Someone's asking me questions here. Curveball, curveball. All right. I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got some, uh, frame stuff in the works with rebel for some builds that are going nice. to be able to go like super, super far. I don't want to say anything about it, but, uh, it's going to be like, you know, wait, like, so my was, current, what were you going to say? I was just saying, I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked about what's coming up with that because, uh, I was looking at some of their frames and it's, they're awesome looking frames. So. Yeah, I mean, they're awesome looking frames. I haven't really flown that far. My farthest flights, and like since you guys sent me that care package, I've been doing like five mile laps on your guys' motors. And uh, with that giant 2200 you sent, man, I've been making the <laughs> best out of that thing. Uh, I had it on a five inch at first and then a six inch. On a five inch, it was hilarious. <laughs> that thing is like the, bigger than the quad itself. Yeah, definitely. It was all battery, but it flew pretty good in the wind, man. It was like an anvil. <laughs> Just hovering in the sky. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll be flying stuff further away. Um, And so here's the thing. I live in Colorado. Up until the age of, like, 24, I spent most of the year skiing, biking, everything outside all the time. And I'm kind of just over it. (laughs) And I want a rig that I can fly far away, like, from the road or the trailhead and just, like, really enjoy FPV and, like, being outside for that. Not have to be, like, all right, I got to spend, like, six hours on this trail. Which, like, I know Gavin, like, Jet and stuff like that are super into it. And I would tag along or, like, do it. But I want a quad that I can regularly be, like, I'm going to park here and fly to that three mile away peak, you know. We have uh, we have this guy here. He uh, he flies like it's absolutely insane. 
of course he, he flies at 399 feet always but yeah for sure um uh, he just goes for like five miles at a time like it's just but it's a wing right and he can fly i think for like an hour at a time um but that's, that's i think that's what i do with one of my quads like just be able to fly just real far just cruise um do a couple of flips here and there dive some things come back like three miles later but I don't know. I think that, that, that that's 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 like my next goal right now, um, and with these, like it's just trying to figure out exactly your motor, your prop combo, your weight, dude. Uh, and once just, you get it, like it's you know, like you're just like it's so hard to like. I don't know how to describe like how you got it. It's like a pin board of all these little things it that is. you got to fit. It looks like the back of a synthesizer. Something, all the wires like going from one to the next. What? what you can't tell, like so. Like the, you could have the exact same setup and not work the same for you, right? So it's yeah. I've had so, identical builds with different tunes on them, right? Riddle me just, that, man. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't work that way. So it's and the guy who flies the wings, he's like, you know what? I just I didn't fly with anybody. I just took a lot of time to buy a bunch of props, test the motors, test the props out, test the weights out, and I just found something I really liked. He was actually pretty happy with some Azure props. I tried them. I didn't like them. I thought they were amp hungry. But he loves them. So it's just one of those things where it's like one setup doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, I think people like, you know, overestimate that a lot. You know, it's like, and you look at all the best pilots, like they're all on different gear, all on different firmwares, like Steel, Kiss, Betaflight. Right. Whatever. They're all running different stuff. But you really got to do like what you're saying, like fly by yourself and take the time to really like be in tune with yourself and like trust that you can feel the difference instead of always just listening to what people have to say. You know, because some people are like, oh, this feels like this and they're like bashing on it. But maybe your thumbs really like that feeling and it makes your footage look better, you know. That's why. So when you had that question on your uh, Instagram, it was where they asked me a question. I'll answer it on my podcast. Uh, throttle curve right so like that's completely new to me but i am asked I'm, I'm in love with it like i just feel like especially with bigger motors uh and a bigger quad it's just it's i watched wild w- willie's video and he yeah was he's like, what got me into it right and yeah. he's like oh yeah so i set my throttle curve inside my tx and uh i was like oh that seems easy enough watch this video did it i mean now i can tell like it, i fly so much better just with that throttle curve in there yeah, you're like I can uh, feel my throttle now. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's just there's there's not that uh, well, especially with bigger motors like those quad me motors. Like the bigger the motor is, you're it's like turbo lag. It's just a light switch when you get into power. That's exactly it, right? So you wanna you wanna have that throttle curve a little bit in there um, to help ease it out a little bit. Uh, it's just it. I already I can already feel that within three weeks of flying it with a throttle curve, like I can already feel that I, I'm flying better already. Yeah, so. definitely. Anything to get uh, that more resolution out of it. It's funny because I wasn't hip to throttle curve like an idiot for a long time. And uh, <laughs> so I like built my setup around like trying to get the, you know, like mechanical throttle curve feeling. Right. And uh, so that was my focus. So like my regular freestyle quad does not have any throttle curve. It's completely linear. But uh, like the quad me motors, they have just a touch on them. It's, it's all it's all in the lower end though, uh, or lower mid range. Um, the bigger the motor you get, right? So it's it's all. I was watching Kebab because Kebab is he's, he does a pretty good job of explaining like his different theories and yeah. Uh, if he, he just explains one more theory, he gets two more plugs 
affiliate links. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. So. He, he, but overall, like it, it just it, and he hits on that. Like the bigger the motor is, the lower your, your torque band is. Like it's it's a lot lower versus like a like a twenty two eight or for something like that, for example. Um, my two quads right now is I have one quad that has you know the quad me motors on it, and the other one has the uh, um, the. Which ones are these? Actually, these are the the F60 Pro Twos, the 1750 KBs. Uh, those are my other ones. So, and other than that, they're both seven inch. I use. I'm, I'm hooked on that Source One frame right now. It's yeah, yeah. it fits everything I need. Um, it's inexpensive, but I'm, that's why I was when you started on your last podcast when you were talking about uh, those other frames. I'm still want to I'm going to look into those now too, because um, overall they look awesome and. There's a lot of frames out there these days that look awesome. You know, like just, there, there was like a time where I was like overseeing FPV frames because they were just like the same. Like it was just like literally the same. And now there's starting to be like some intricacies with like mounting flight controllers and where stuff goes. And I'm like, okay, people are like, you know, really starting to care. It, it, you know, that's exactly it, right? So like I, 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 I was picking out frames that I thought were like, okay, they can take five and a half inch props. Uh, they look awesome. They have a, have a GoPro mount, and then I started realizing it, it's so much more than that. It's is the GoPro mount does it have support? Like so, when I crash upside down, it doesn't break the whole frame, you know? Or uh, is it are the battery straps like are they good? I so I was a huge I was actually a big fan of the Chameleon up when I was doing 4S, and then when I switched to 6S, it just it didn't fit my fit fit my 6S batteries well. Yeah, that's where awesome I, I hit that with the low flow. Yeah, Chris, Chris so was my just, good friend. I had to have a heart to heart with him. I was like, it's just no, no battery, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just it's it, it, it's it's tough to find a frame that works for everything. Um, I still haven't found it yet. I, I've tried a lot of frames, but I, you know that the uh, the craziest frame I tried was the it was a, a Norwegian company, and we call it the Flying Egg, um, but it is called. It, is it the one that's just an egg with four arms poking out of it? Pretty much. Yeah. It's called Ex Versa Juno. I think I've seen I don't know. Yeah, like I think I've seen a video of it scrolling through somewhere before. You know what? That thing flew amazing though. <laughs> it flew awesome. It's hilarious. Uh, I loved it. I loved that thing until I broke the pot on it and it it was an SLS print and then I realized it was like thirty five dollars to print another pot and I was like, eh, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but then I, try, I also tried my, – my big thing for a while was just trying all these crazy frames out. The FURC Core. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that one. No. That was that weird. Like, it was like an all-in-one. Like the arms, pod, everything. It was all together. Like one one piece of carbon. Weird. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Uh, people swore by it and said uh, they loved it. I didn't like it that much, but I figured I'd give it a try anyway. Um, and then just after, I don't know, 20, 30 frames later – Kind of went with a source one. It was like, eh, it fits everything I have. And uh, my, my biggest complaint maybe is that it's a little heavy. Yeah. Definitely <clears> fat. <throat> Which, I mean, I mean, you're in Florida, but uh, heavy is not bad in the mountains, like where you reach different kind of weird winds at the crest of hills. So you, it's funny you say that. So my buddy recently went flying in Vegas, and he was saying that this guy was – he was trying to like throttle down, like going down this mountain, and the current was pushing him back up. Yeah, like, well, that's right where they like do slope soaring and shit too. You know, like where those guys hit like 500 mile an hour with like no motor planes, just 
circulating in that. Um, but yeah, you know that video I put up, like flying through that cloud, You're right, um, or right. like that snow wall. In that moment, I was going like forty miles an hour forward, and that when that snow hit, my quad just stopped. Like I was at the exact same throttle input and angle, and it That's just crazy. like stopped in midair. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> no, Florida, it's just, eh, it's just there. Yeah, we just fly, we fly through it. Um, that's, that's, I think that's my, my, uh, my, uh, thing is like, I, w- I want to go to like Colorado or somewhere mountains and just, you know, cause like NB Primo, the guy, um, uh, he like, he does like, he puts some awesome videos as well. And, uh, Are you, Shelton, you're talking about Richard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, does awesome stuff, man. And I am so jealous of his terrain too. And, uh, right. he, he's one of those dudes that's, uh, like he's got the perfect flying style for where he lives. Mm hmm. You know, like it's a hard, it's like it, it couldn't get any better than yeah, than that. Definitely. So. Um, but speaking of motors and whatnot, tell me about the start of quad. Do you call it quad me or quad dot me? Uh, you know, I call it quad me. It's easier. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of different domains, like we have quads dot net and all that stuff. But the so these motors, Nick Stefan, he was around when he brought. E fall into the picture. Yeah, and I had uh, a set of those. You know, and uh, those those E fall motors were like those were those those motors that I what I had. It was like this um, nostalgia. Like it was just they, they were the perfect motor that I had. Um, I just loved the hell out of them, and then it just all kind of just disappeared. Like from my understanding, is that something like he he, he became ill uh, and he fell out of the community. Um, and then out of some random post, I saw these, saw these motors that looked just like them. I'm like, I mean, I, I was excited. I, I was like, this, this is it. And uh, I reached out to the manufacturer, and they were like, Oh yeah, no, uh, no, these weren't, uh, these weren't his motors. I'm like, yeah, they were. Come on, because you know, it's it's all about the. Uh, can't tell me who they were for originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were just, they looked identical and. It was his design. I mean, I was I was excited. I was like, you know, it was, everybody I knew loved these motors. Uh, you know, it's it's it, let's bring these back. Um, so I reached out to the manufacturer and just we did a couple of little tweaks here and there. Um, it it's now it's like a between the version two and three. Um, and I mean, I, I still love them. Like, it just. I beat the hell out of them, and uh, it's it's exactly what I remember. It's just, uh, it's they just last. You know, just, I've had so many motors I've gone through, and it's just one of those things where it's just I need something that I can I can bash into the ground, or um, I have a lot of leeway in. The big thing that I did learn about these motors is that they have a lot of torque early on, and that's where that throttle curve and these motors changed that completely to where now it feels like a smaller motor, but I still have that torque if I need it. Yeah. Um, how did you, but, uh, that, before we get it, how did you get into like involved with it and everything? The, the whole store and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, is it like, is it yours completely? Like, did you it, just, you know, it's pretty much, it so or? yes, it is my completely. So I, I did the initial, the, the initial investment into it. And it, it, what's crazy is like when people are like, I'll post these, like, I'll post this motor, I'll post a product, and, like, well, you should have had these. Well, buddy, do you understand that's, like, $10,000 more just to get, like, another KV? It's not quite that crazy, but 
It's, it's I just, mean, but you know, in percentage based of how much you're probably playing around with, like that's a chunk. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, unless you're a millionaire, and chunk. yeah, that's still a lot of money. Like that's like, a lot of other things you could be doing. When when I when I first started this, it was like a side hustle. Like you know, what? I really like FPV. I want to make, and, and ethics is kind of what inspired me to do this. I, I, so the goal is to make a custom brand company. But to get there, you you can't just spend fifty thousand dollars on custom products. Uh, so what we did is we started off with just the generic parts, parts that everybody else sells. Some the Dow RC, like the the engines, right? Everybody yeah. loved those. We just sold a bunch of different things. We accumulated enough money, and everything that we made. When I say we, it's uh, I did have a friend help me with it all. Uh, his name is Drew. And I consider him a partner in the, in the business because he really does. Like he he puts a lot of time and effort into it. Uh, and shout out Drew, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he is uh, he's actually stuck on an oil rig right now. That's a, that's a job. He works in an oil rig. Yeah. Um, so right now he's been on there for like six eight weeks. So Damn. poor guy. Sick um, flying though. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but that was it. So we just start we we start selling this generic products. Um, we start selling them a little bit cheaper. It was kind of helped to get the brand awareness and and get the name How out far, a little bit. When was this originally? Like, what's the time frame here? Uh, so we started in uh, July. In July, the store opened. Yep. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then we just took everything that we made, we put right back into the business, right back into it, and then we started now to where we're at the point where we just. Our goal now is to just create more of a custom, like tailored product. You know, MB Primo is a good example of that. Like his products are specifically exactly for what he he markets. Um, we there's no way we can compete with Race Day Quads and all those other companies like Get FPV and Pyro. Um, and I think that's that's something that that's important. Like I see a lot of new shops coming up, and I think it's. It's important to remember, like it takes a lot of money, a lot of time, uh, and your competition is is that is is race day quads, which those guys are awesome. And, you know, it's it's hard to they're great at their guys. jobs. Like they got to figure it out. Yeah, it's exactly it. Like so, you 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 have to like be above them. Like and it's just it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, uh, it's just to, to make a small fortune in FPV, you should start with a large fortune. <laughs> It's, that's exactly it, right? Like I can't imagine those guys probably have like two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of inventory. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, you know, like I, I'm Daniel. I've talked to, and I don't know Tyler, but I like get his vibe, and those dudes both seem like they're just you know hustlers for sure. Like they're oh, just absolutely. in it to win it, and they're just you know they support the right people and customer service number one, man. That's it, you know that's really it. Uh, because you know, when I started doing this, uh, not not quad at me, but just flying in general, there were a couple of stores that were around, but none of them were really big. Pyro was there, Get FPV was there, you know, Kelly Nation. Uh, those are a couple of companies, but it was really it. Now it's just like it, it just raced the quads and Pyro, and they just I feel like they kind of really took over. Like you know, like I just I've that's that's who I order my 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 other parts from that I don't have. It's just. And, and it's always been great. Um, but with, like, TBS, TBS now does, like, all the steel, the ethics stuff. And, that, like, that was an inspiration to me. Like, it's, it's – it's, I'm going to make a custom brand that focuses strictly on, like, mid-range um, from flying to, like, 
you want to fly like a mile out, you want to do some flips, you want to do some dives, come back, you know, you can do that. Uh, and that's anything from... How, how the hell does a guy from flat-ass Florida get into a mountainous mid-range motor? Or... We find guys like Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. Because it is like, I mean, you're like packaging of the product and everything, like the print on the motor, um, like the packaging of your branding and everything, like fits that vibe. Uh, definitely no, like ins- insinuating that it's from Florida or anything. No, it's, you know, it's because I think that's more like that wonderlust, right? Like I would love to fly those, those mountains. Like I would love to fly that, that, that mountain of scenery and stuff like that. Like Florida, yes, it can get pretty damn boring. Um, but Florida is, it still has its good aspects as well. Like we have a lot of water. We have islands between those waters. So I can sit there and we can fly those different islands. Yeah. Like I, that's see, being from here, that's what I'm like. Oh, that sounds awesome. You right. Know? So it's flying down those beaches and, uh, you know, we have, we have some super cool beaches where like the erosion from the beach, like tips over these trees and these trees are like completely, like we have a place down here. It's called dead man's Island. And uh, it's just all these trees that are just laying on the beach that have been laying there for, like, who knows how many years. And, like, we have scenery here that's awesome. Uh, we just don't have the mountains. Um, but that's true. Therefore, you don't have, like, Colorado, like, right, like how much water is there, like, you know. Oh, dude, it's like a joke, man. Like, I mean, right. my family's from Europe, too, and, like, I've seen real rivers and stuff like that. And, like, we don't <laughs> – like, the main river that we have here that runs out of the mountains that's, like, the big, big river is, like, 30 feet across, and we're, like, right. 10 miles from the mountains. It's, like, you know, a joke. And then we have some pretty big lakes and reservoirs, but not, like, that large, you know, nothing yeah. major. Yeah. So I was out. I was out uh, last weekend. I was chasing a boat. You know, it's it's just fun. Like you know, there's all these different things you can do in Florida. Um, and when I when when you think long range, it doesn't always just mean you're just flying ten miles out, ten miles back. It's you're just staying in the air longer than two three minutes. Yeah, and I think Jordan Temkin at one time he posted it somewhere. Said it. He said, like to me, long range is pushing that setup to how far it will go. Right. You know, like it's circumstantial right, exactly. to what you're flying. Like, I totally agree with that. Like, if you're flying a tiny whoop, like two blocks down is long range. Crazy. So I just, I just, I got this little happy model, right? This uh, a, a mobile uh, branded type of stuff. It's just like a little Franken quad. Uh, but it's a mobile, uh, it's like a little brushed whoop, uh, yeah, brushless, yeah. brushless whoop. And I put some, I put crossfire on it and uh, I messaged happy model, like the guy, the, the guy who owns it. And uh, he's like, Oh yeah, you just hook up this one. Of course, none of that worked. And then uh, finally got it connected, and then I flew that sucker 1.2 miles on on a brushless whoop, right? So it's just with crossfire. Um, but that's a route, yeah. man, on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, like Nuremberg in a shifter cart. Well, you have to be like 100 feet up in the air just to get good signal because you're in Florida, right? So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is just blowing all over the place, uh, but it made it back. So. Uh, I think my next goal is to try to push. I made it was 1.2 miles there and back, right? But my next goal is to just fly out until I can't fly anymore and it falls out of the sky. Um, just put it, uh, set it down by a landmark. Right, go, that's go pretty much. It. Or like, my buddy's gonna follow it. Say your prayers like, to that battery. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's what's what's crazy. So it's it's a 2s uh, 350, right? So it's I mean you're not you don't expect it to go a mile out. 
No. But I think I can. I can Dude, they fly. Share. I have a Beta seventy five, man, and that thing flies like ripping around the yard with a dog. I get like two and a half, three minutes. I couldn't yeah, imagine how far so I would good. go if I put a crossfire on it and just babied it. And I live in like an area that's like I have a lot of like open space between businesses, so I could make mm-hmm. it like a quarter mile out and see like a Carl's Jr., a Walgreens, a liquor store, and a Supercuts <laughs> all on the way. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to see like uh, and what did me for that was. Some guy posted, I think he's in Malaysia, uh, and he posted in the beta group, or the TBS group, and he posted how he was, like, sitting, you couldn't even tell, like, he, he, you could see that the video started with him flying, and he went and dove a tower, and then flew all the way back into, like, inside of his apartment. Um, and it was just, it's just crazy for, like, a brushless That's pretty baller. Yeah. yeah that's pretty baller. That, that kind of has opened up that world, though. Like, uh... You know, I always, like, enjoyed flying whoops and micros, um, but now I really, really like it with the advent of brushless stuff. So, like, when Jesse dropped the brushless motors, that changed how whoops flew mm-hmm. to me and, like, the Beta 75 and that kind of size quad. Man, they fly good, too. Like, it's not like it's a crappy flying quad. Like, even my tiny whoop feels locked, you know? It's What's crazy is I remember when uh, I bought the Baby the baby Hawk is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Tiny yeah, Hawk so or Baby I, Hawk, depending on which one I great. think. The baby hawk. I was like, oh, it seems like so long ago. It's probably like eight, like eight months ago. Uh, but I bought the baby hawk, and it was like, man, this thing flies like it's on rails. It flies like a five inch. And now I'm like, this thing flies like garbage. Like this, my brush is what flies better than that. It's just so crazy to see like the, how much it evolves so quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, n- now back to the the motors though. So you oh, yeah, yeah. you Go started ahead. the store. No, it's cool, man. This, this happens all the time. <laughs> I get excited. I get excited. Yeah, tangents yeah. are good too. Um, but so you start the store, and then how far after starting the store do you start to like incorporate the thought of these motors? Like was that pretty immediate? Uh, so these or, motors, like you said, you I guess bit. put the money back into it. Well, you know, that's, that's what it is. Like the whole the, the point of these this, some this store, cocaine right? economics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, accurate. Um, they, uh, the, the big thing is, it's just whatever money we make, it goes right back into the store. Uh, and the, and the idea is it's just creating enough of an inventory to where we, uh, have an awesome selection and we got there. We, we had a substantial amount of money that we made back. Um, and then we're like, okay, let's just buy like 15, 20 different products. And we just stock up the store. But then we found these motors. Um, and I think people forget like the cost of motors. Like, uh, it, we put a lot of money into it. Um, well, and people are like, I need four motors, but you are like on the other end of that equation. You're like, I got to have this lot. Of, you know, it's not, it's a totally different no, cost. No, we have spectrum. like, you know, four, 600 motors. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a big, big quantity. And it's, there's, there's so many that plays into that. Like, and that's why I have a lot of respect for Race Quads and Pyro and even um, MB Primo and all those other stores. Uh, it's not – when you buy, like, a motor, like, I might let's say I pay $10 for a motor. By the time I get it into the U.S., that $10 motor is going to cost me $17, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, like, between shipping and, and – Assuming you have, like, no issues – you know, assuming yeah, you know, the magnets don't get fucked or something. It's so crazy. Like I, uh, and it, it threw me off. Like, and these are all things like as a, as a, an FPV business, like starting out, like you learn these things. Of course you always learn them too late. Uh, when I get hit by 31% tax, you know, 
To br- just to bring the motors in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it 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 hurts. Uh, so I can I can totally get I can j- totally justify why all these other shops charge twenty six dollars for a motor. Like it makes complete sense. Um, yeah, and I mean, like from a person as a con- as a consumer that cares about flying, which doesn't describe all consumers, um, I would much rather pay for higher priced motors. Because to me, that is like one of the most important parts of my quad. It is. It's not like any motor will do, you know, for a little bit. But the most issues you can have to me can come from a motor in terms of clean video. What you know? I don't know how DJI does it. Uh, Just like they make these motors. Don't even get me started on that. If it, I, I've been thinking about this all week, if someone listens to this podcast and can figure out a way to jailbreak a Mavic gimbal. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it just—they're it, just one. Of those, it's one of the things. Like, I have zero. I have a hundred percent confidence that thing is not going to drop out of that sky. Like, whatever they do, they—they they, they just have it figured out, right? Um, but that's when with these motors. It's just—I just remember them being like when before I bought these. Like, just, these motors were like top quality. I really felt like. Yes, they have smaller bearings, but they have harder shells, and the bearings are better quality. Uh, you know, it's just I could have changed things out. Man. I didn't. Like I Aren't saw, they, like, I, how, I saw you, this. You... I saw the small bearing debacle going down on social media, which you responded to very nicely. By the way, I watched it go down. <laughs> well, because people love to hate, right? Um, but you know, I honestly didn't like. To me. So like it being small bearings, like none of that shit matters to me. It just matters how my GoPro footage looks and how the quad feels. And they what, felt what, great. They're hella smooth. Like first idle, like first time I, you know, set up the quad and turn them on. They're hella smooth. I love, it's the first set screw I've seen that has such a fat head on it like that. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not all micro. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it to me is the proper product and it looks really good and it's, flown great so far and i've had one crash on one of the motors like it landed on the motor and it seems fine yeah i uh, there's that that's that's a huge thing for me after testing so many motors out is how soft the bell is because that really like the last thing i would do is i want to crash and then be out a bell i remember at rampage i must have gone through like nine bells like it was just it was crazy right so um it's it's I think I think I would love. And, well, to and see. it gets tougher on a bigger motor too, right? Like a twenty two hundred six, you can hide behind the profile of the arm a bit more. It is like, right, adds absolutely. So like the bigger the motor is, you know, the more impact that shaft is going to take. Like, uh, but it's just I would love this. Just we go back to just top quality motors and just stick with that. You know, it's I feel like everybody's releasing all these motors and there's a new motor like every two weeks. I think people like the, you know, people as in the consumers are getting wise to it. And, you know, there's always going to be the place for like the issuing wizards and like, you know, skateboards are sold in Walmart and in high end skate shops. Like there's the full spectrum and FPV is probably going to be like that too. But I think, you know, like the most, like the most common questions I get are about my setup and my footage. And it's like all about this stuff that we're talking. It's like, you just gotta, you know, like that extra five bucks you're going to spend on four motors you know, might get you like an extra 200 packs before you need to spend an extra 40 bucks. It's yeah. Spend the extra little bit on getting nicer motors, you know, 
it's spend the extra little bit and just get yourself. Yeah, and like skimp on the other things, like skimp on buying wire in bulk ahead of time instead of like at Home Depot for you know like an arm and a leg. Like you can save a lot on FPV. Like you know, like buy those little foam pads off Amazon for six ninety nine or whatever. Don't get them. Get FPV and do stuff. Take the Sam's Club approach. (laughs) It's it's people were like, I think people were flying awesome two years ago. They fly awesome now. It's What's changed is not, I don't think, the flight controllers. They're still all F4s. They're all still the same. Yeah. The motors, I think, realistically, they're all really very similar. Um, I think what's changed is the firmware that we fly. Yeah, that's been the biggest yeah. leap, I think. Race flight, both right? ESCs and uh, flight controllers. And, uh, yeah, flight one, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if they had GPS rescue, I would jump to it. You know, and uh, even Preston said it on this podcast. He said if I was going to build a long-range rig, I would build it with Betaflight. Yeah, but he um, did say he's working on it. Yeah, he's totally working on it. And, uh, you know, like for me, I've never run GPS for this, you know, adventure I've been talking – that I talked about for super long-range stuff. I'll definitely put GPS on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, Flight 1 Fly is great in the mountains. Like I told – I don't have anything against Betaflight, and I always try their flavors, although I haven't tried four and uh, – Flight one doesn't have all the integration, but the filtering to me is just like, if you're super stickler about the footage, um, and you really care to learn what everything does, and there's just a couple more knobs to turn, um, in terms of mm-hmm. getting clean video in flight one, I feel like. I mean, Schizo flies flight one, right? So like, Schizo flies flight one. Johnny flies flight one. I don't know what Airblast. I don't think Airblaster flies flight one. Uh, to me, I. I think, and if I didn't fly flight one for freestyle, I would go kiss, and for long range, I'd go beta flight. Right, that'd be my. It's, it's. I, I, I want to try flight one again. Uh, yes, my rigs do have all the GPS plugs. Honestly, I'm looking at them right now. They don't have the GPS modules in them either. Um, I, I definitely want to give it a try. Give it a go, especially with all Here's that. Just, okay, so have you had a GPS setup before? Prior to this, no. Okay, have but, you used it yet? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And, like, in the event of an emergency, you've used it. Like, you oh, pulled... totally have. Like, somebody plugged in, like, right next to me, and I was, like, a half mile out. Couldn't see anything. I flipped the switch, and it just got up into the air and slowly flew back to me until the guy unplugged. It was, it was ideal. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I was, gonna, I was gonna, once is worth it, right? Once paid for it. That's it, right? Because yeah. I was flying pretty much right over water. It's like, yeah. that, that would have been $600 gone. Peace. <laughs> right. So, I mean, for just that alone, like, that fifteen dollar module just saved me a lot of money, but um, it's just it's it's they're not super reliable for me, you know. So like I've gone through a couple of them already, uh, whether they burn up, um, just stop working, whatever else. Yeah, so, yeah that but, salty air shoes you. Yeah, but you have you, I know there's a whole flat core. I'm not too involved in race life, but I know they're talking about that that flat core X or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good, man. Uh, I just did. Mm. I've been testing, not like every firmware, but I've been dabbling here and there. And I just flew the first one and like really got into tuning it, where I was like, okay, because I have all these little teeny things I do to my tune, like idle speed, um, and just like little limits and stuff that I set in uh, flight one and in the original build, the alpha builds of Falco X. A lot of those variables you couldn't change, so I just yeah. wasn't about it. Uh, and then now they've added a lot of that stuff, but th- I now need to try it on like D shot or something. Cause I've still been flying multi shot and that's like the big, 
Revelation, right, is Flight One now supports Beyond Multishot, which seems so archaic, but it flew so well without it. So it's I flew a Multishot maybe up until like six months ago, yeah, because it was quicker than D-Shot Six Hundred, right? Yeah. So uh, the it, that that that's that's a good point. Like you, so you fly Race Flight or Flight One, sorry, Flight One, and uh, I fly Beta Flight. So people fly Kiss. I still I still see Kiss posts. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people that fly Kiss. I try right. to Kiss. I mean, yeah, like I, I kind of want to build up another one just to like have something to fudge with, you know. I want to try. It. I'm just I'm I'm, but the price is drawing me back a little bit. But other than that, I really want to try it. Dude, you gotta go like, back to that ethos we just talked about. <laughs> just spend a little. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, I, the price I do agree with, but I will say, like, so last summer I did Butterflight, Beta Flight, Flight One, and uh, Kiss all on the exact same quad back to back to back. Mm. And uh, Kiss was the most, like, I turned that quad on and changed, like, the percent that I changed the stock tune was probably less than five. And it flew phenomenally. And everything oh. else, I had to, you know, like, get in there and be like, oh, okay, right. buy quad filter at and do all this stuff. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And that, that was – it was very annoying, beta flight. Uh, That's the worst one Just all those filters. I think beta flight can fly pretty much just as well as flight one, but the path to getting there to me seems a lot more like exactly, right. curing cancer. And just, you know, people – or that, and then people swear by Helio and Pegasus and all that stuff. And I haven't tried that either, but – yeah, that's like a TMZ it, battle going on right now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if you bite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really care. Like, to me, like, I don't have any, you know, like, I fly flight one, but uh, I don't really have any, like, skin in that battle. And uh, People, I have, I have a buddy I talk with every couple of days on chat, and uh, he still swears by it. Like, he loves it. That's, and you know, and ultimately, that's what it is. Like It's going to be like the DeLorean of FPV, just like a cult fully. <laughs> It, it totally does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, it's you know it's whatever makes you fly good, and whether it be old, old tech, whether it be outdated. Uh, people were flying when everybody's flying. F, started flying F4s. People were still flying F3s and still flying awesome, right? Yeah. People were still flying Nays 32s. I've kind of wanted to make like a awesome. troll video and build up an old quad and just spend a lot of time tuning it really good on like a new firmware, and then just making like a video or something, and then like a video after being like BT Dubs. Here's what I did. I actually so that, that's I actually bought a uh, a wizard, old school very first wizard, uh, hasn't even been updated or anything. It's completely stock. I haven't flown it yet. Um, I'm gonna stick uh, a Crossfire module into it and uh, or RX into it, and then I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna fly it. Let's just see how it flies. I'm gonna probably gonna say it's quite flies pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, like, I, I I give it like a C plus. For the right. money, it's probably a better grade than anything else on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, I, I'm stoked to try it. I'm probably going to try that this weekend. I just uh, plug it in and just try it out. Um, like I, I just, that, that's what's – that's because that thing came out, what, two and a half years ago now? Two years ago at this yeah, point? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a yeah. while. Um, speaking of like motors and whatnot, so you came out with the 2407s. Do you want to – well, I guess speaking of those motors, first of all, so did you, were you like in contact with this uh, with Nick and everything? Like, do you talk to him regularly? Or I reached out to him a little bit here and there at the very, very beginning. Um, but when it came to were you just like, hey, I'm a huge fan of these I, motors, and I see this opportunity. I, you know, what I did. I was like, hey, I, I really want your blessing on these. Uh, um, 
It was difficult. The, the, the honest answer is like, I, I didn't get a hold of him. Uh, and I tried every avenue I could possibly think of. Anything from any email address I could find to anything Facebook related uh, to just commenting on old posts. Like I gave anything. it actually a good, about a month and a half before I even considered like, do I want to move forward with this? Because this isn't my design. It's it's his design. It's his design. It's awesome, right? It's, it's, it makes but, it uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a little you bit know, cooler. Yeah. Um, like he put a lot of effort into this and at no point do we want to think like, oh yeah, we're stealing his idea. No, that's totally his idea. It's an awesome order. We love it. And that's, that was the whole idea of us redoing it. Yeah. And let the uh, record not- state for the listeners that on your website, it's pretty clear that he designed these, like you gave him solid credit. Right. Uh, and, and I know one of the things we were talking about is like 24, seven, 1850 KVs. Uh, do we want to do more KVs? Sure. I think, uh, maybe in the future, but the, I think that eighteen fifty is that sweet spot between six S and five S. Yeah. I would yeah, you definitely have it's more module. Um what about like a whole like would you go to a different motor, you know, like something smaller, something that's more of like a you know, like a juicy kind of freestyle setup or I think so. Like, like a different well, spectrum. Like, it's that's that's a tough one. Like do I do like a twenty two oh eight or do we do like a like a twenty three, you know, something rather? It, it's it's so tough because there's no. I'll tell you like, what to do and call me after this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it's just there's no like definite answer of like what is the most ideal setup. Um, and if there was, we wouldn't have so many different options. Yeah, I mean, but ideal setup aside, like let's say you had deep pockets and you know like a limitless budget and you had to make another motor. What mm-hmm. like which direction would you take it? I think if I was doing like another five inch style, I would do like a twenty two oh twenty two oh five or something like that, right? So I think that um, I feel like when you do twenty two oh eight, like you might as well just go with a bigger motor, lower stator. Yeah, um, I would agree. I mean, for me personally, so, like a twenty two oh seven for this, like that kind of flying to me seems to be the the sweetest spot. I know like Vanover for racing and stuff's down to like twenty two oh six, but he's in the throttle for way longer than be. i am like i'm right. i have like a very light switch style of flying and flicking the throttle if you're racing you can't sit there in a 228 motor you're completely gonna kill that battery yeah like, <laughs> yeah that's it. Gone. Done. definitely um and anything like what about other like directions like frames like accessories um your clothing uh, so, game is sick like that astronaut t-shirt's fire you know i just i'm, I'm stoked for that stuff it's like i'm a huge like nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff and uh that really uh, got me excited. Um, the I think just a couple of custom shirts. Uh, we want to do some custom gear. Anything that kind of represents that medium between uh, people that don't FPV and FPV. Uh, the the next thing I think when it comes to custom parts, we are actually uh, going to get some frames cut here. Uh, they should. We're hoping to get those cut by the end of next month. Uh, it's just getting the supplies in. Uh, for all that stuff, it's no nothing special, nothing crazy. Um, pretty much just a source one with a six-inch option, uh, <laughs> since that doesn't exist yeah. in the U.S. Right, so, so we'll cut the six, uh, we'll cut the source ones, and we'll cut them at six and seven inches. Uh, the the big thing that we're going to push for is uh, currently right now you can't buy a seven-inch or six-inch source one. You have to buy the five-inch, then buy the seven-inch arms. Uh, so we want to try to make that gap a little smaller. Um, 
which is cool because uh, it's it's one of those things where the guy who's cutting it, he lives here in Jacksonville. It's going to be here in the U.S. You know, there's not that shipping. There's no no delays. Um, it's somebody here local that we America. support. Right, right. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 always a tough one. It's there's so many things that like we want to do um, when it comes to products. It's just figuring out what avenues to take because there's already so many good things out there. Yeah, right. Uh, and like, we, how do you stay genuine and make it better? Like, improve on it. How do you not just you know the change a part little is exactly bit? It. Yeah, like we want to be. We don't. We don't want to. We don't. We're not doing this to get rich. Right? Yeah, you got to like. Because, you need to know deep down in like for yourself. Like this is sick. You know, you right, can't be like exactly. this is three fifths. So, but uh, I'm gonna what, say it's sick. <laughs> Huge, you know what? What bugs me is not having good ND filters. So I I, I, I reached out to manufacturers to try to see. And we'll, we'll see if we can get um, some of those stick-on ND filters uh, and ND16, ND32s um, work in progress because it's something that doesn't exist, and those kind of things are always a struggle. Like it takes months and months and months um, of talking back and forth and. Dude, even if you yeah. can just get, like, a sheet of that ND stuff um, and, like, 3D print, like, a housing for it, you know? You know, like, there's actually, so I think Brain3D has one, right? Where you can just slide in the uh, the filters? And, yeah. That'd be like, sick. Or too bad you, like, set it on your printer and just print it in. That, actually, that's it. I think you're on something. Um, but that, that's, that's especially down, down, down here in Florida where, like, an ND4 is just not enough. Uh, like, you know, ND16 at minimum, honestly. Um, yeah, but, I would agree. And especially, too, because, like, you know, if you have a choice, you're probably not flying at noon anyway. No. You know, I, I'm glad you say that, actually. Uh, too many people uh like, oh, yeah, so how do you fly? How do you get good footage? The trick is, yeah, sure, the GoPro, the ND filter. It's also what time of the day you fly. Like, you know, sunrise, sunset, Huge. like golden hour. Yeah, and like the farther you get in, like a lot of the people that come on the show say, like the farther you get into flying, the more picky you get. Absolutely. Like now I'll be like, oh, I only have an hour to fly, but it's at noon, so I'm just going to play Forza instead. I mean, if you're just going to fly, just fly. Yeah, I totally get it. If I'm trying to get that special shot, like that, that one to a million, like I'm going to wait until I can I have good light. Yeah, definitely. Got to get that golden hour, man. This kid's always like the king of that. Like, Which, totally is. Dude, still to this day, man, that's the hardest shit to see in. <laughs> like golden hour through some trees and some scraggle like whole branches just disappear oh no totally and then you know but that's and that's where like that, that hero 7 really shines like yeah that's true yeah with like i'll see my fpv feed and i'll be like jesus christ and i'll watch the footage and i'm like that looks so sick it looks awesome right uh, i get excited i get home and get go editing uh but that, that, i think that's that's our goal it's just to create products that don't already exist um, that just help with the daily of um, like frustrations or struggles, um, like those ND filters and those kind of things. Like that, that's the goal there. We'll see how where it goes. Uh, where is a long term goal? I think that that that's really that that's our long term goal. I think we just want to be able to make products again, not get rich off of it, but just to help and help the community grow. Yeah, um, definitely. It's for people. If you, if we, they're, they're, we won't be able to compete with Racy Quads, Pyro, and all those other guys. So, and I think that's that's 
where you shine. And I think that's where ethics shines. That's where even Pyro, like all his own custom branded, like custom branded stuff. And, um, and race quads, you know, they're starting to really push like their own ACs and all that kind of stuff. It's really oh yeah. Cool Cause that's where they get their margins, man. Right. <laughs> Cut absolutely. out that middleman. They're like, give me those percentages back. Let's sell these did ones. You, did, you, <laughs> did you, uh, I th- cause it just moved right. Where to right. Just moved to, yeah, uh, yeah. down to Orlando. Um, it's pretty interesting to see because I think they both like, have like the same address. So I'm curious to know what they're going to announce. That is, they have, they're in the same building? Same exact building, same address, same everything. Ooh, I wonder if they're doing a fulfillment or something for them too. I'm filming or some kind of small type of merger or something like that, right? So I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I know Tyler posted recently. He's like, hey, we have some super exciting news. It's a big thing. It's going to you know, really be a positive change to the community. And he posted it a couple of days ago. So I'm Thinking it's gonna be something something really cool. Sweet. Well, I got Capper on in two weeks, so make sure to hound him. <laughs> make on sure it. to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, hell uh, yeah, man. Um, give us your plugs: social media, website. What? Where can we find Quad Me? Sure, it's just Quad Me. It's just typing it in quad.me. Uh, it's literally Facebook. so. It's a little suspiciously easy. It, it isn't. It? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, this doesn't seem real. It's it's funny. Well, so when we started the shop, like even up until like six months in, people are like, "Is this a legit site?" Like, Come on, yes. I know it's .me, but uh, .nigeria. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Backslash so, Belarus. We we were, we were I, I was on that boat like when uh, the .me domains came out. I was like, the moment it released at like ten o'clock at night, uh, Eastern time, whatever it was, or midnight. I think it might have came out midnight. I jumped on there and I bought that domain immediately. And uh, it kind of hit, it bites me in the butt a little bit now because if you just type it into like Inner Exploring, you type in quad.me, it's like just like a search, right? It doesn't detect it's a domain. Uh, but so just uh, just www.quad.me, uh, quad.me on Facebook. Um, right now we don't have the YouTube up, but if you uh, keep an eye out for that by probably. Beginning of April, mid-April, you'll see a YouTube channel for that as well. So we have some ideas with that. Uh, that's where we just – our goal with that YouTube channel is we want to create uh, – there are a thousand videos already out there uh, that show freestyling. And, again, there's Schizo and Johnny and all those other guys that already do a phenomenal job of that. So what we want to do is create a mini-series. We started filming it actually uh, a little bit ago uh, where we have – it showcases – the pilots instead of us flying and it just the idea is to, to show that how we're all the same in mm-hmm. this community you know we all have there's there's a reason we we fly like whether it be struggles uh to get away from things those kind of things like that's and that's how i started right so it's it's that stress from work and that, that doing something that's a hobby that's just it's super freeing and getting away from it all and the and I think so. We have what's cool is we have a couple of different pilots, and we're all completely different. Uh, and it really highlights how drastic of a difference it is. And in the end, we all still come together to do FPV, like fly drones. That's what we do. Yeah, a community friendship, and it, it, that's why I see values. When we go flying, it's just none of us are exactly the same. One guy I can drive. I'm not saying this is the case, but a Bentley, the next guy drives, you know, a beat up car and it doesn't matter. We're all having, we're completely different walks of life, uh, completely different jobs, you know, like 
Yeah, I think that's a really. I mean, I've, you know, I've met people that have like private jet money, and I've, you know, like met people that are checkouts at a grocery store. Like it's right. It's full spectrum. We all have the same amount of fun, right? It's just. Yeah, Doesn't matter where you put the goggles on, man. Just go with the flow. <laughs> we all look the same behind them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, sick, man. I appreciate you doing the podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to me a couple months ago about the motors and sending me their ca- that care package. They're awesome, and uh, that was awesome. So no, I appreciate you. it. Uh, absolutely. And the, so the, I want to say that the reason we reached out to you is because your videos are inspiring, right? So, like, there is that aspect of not just being just cinematic but uh the the podcasts and your drive in that community and i think that's we just saw a lot of we we saw a lot of potential and like they just in you and in your product and fly life and all that right so we just appreciate it looking forward to seeing where it brings where it goes oh yeah well i guess we'll call it on that note that's a good note to leave it on (laughs) (laughs) awesome hey i appreciate the invite